This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Stella Ray Herself podcast. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. New episodes every Thursday, so make sure you're subscribed, follow, turn on notifications, all of that. And don't forget to share this podcast on your IG story and tag me so I can repost. I love seeing your aesthetic. I literally just, have y'all been seeing the tea about, not the tea, the posts about boomerangs being cringe and low key? Like I have, I don't know the last time I, when I posted a boomerang was. I love your aesthetic imagery. I mean, you can do a boomerang if you want, like I don't care, but it's like, I just don't really do boomerangs that much. Not that I think they're cringe. I just don't really do them. Like I'd rather just do a video. But I love seeing your aesthetic imagery or even just a cute screenshot of you listening. Thank you guys so much for all the support. And I just feel like in general, I've been feeling very proud of how almost honed in to my demographic and audience you know all my content is for the girls gays and the theys also I think it's so funny I have a new bell hooks book I got it today as of recording so I've probably read some of it so make sure you're following so you see the updates but it's about men masculinity and love it's called the will to change so it's like baby if y'all are if all the little men are gonna follow you're gonna at least have to be subject to this kind of content anyway i just feel like the community has been so popping recently so thank you guys so much yeah i wanted to talk about that today actually just the vibe of how social media is changing and y'all know i talked about a few weeks ago that specific kylie jenner tiktok where she was doing like filming in her car drops the phone starts promoting her lip kit I'm so quirky and relatable. And then she did another video after that in her closet. And I was seeing a bunch of videos on my feed, just discourse about how that era is kind of over. People don't respond well to the flaunting of extreme wealth and material possessions like they used to in maybe 2014, 2015, 2016. And especially if you're then going and trying to get people to buy your lip kits, it's like, I just feel like a lot of that is over. A lot of people I know, I really value and only watch and I'm going to invest time into, you know, in the sense of like following, watching, keeping up with, um, creators and just people in general who are real and who I feel like actually provide some kind of use almost you know it's like I don't want to follow you just because I wish I looked like you or I wish I had your money I wish I had your closet it's very boring and I do feel like a lot of social media in general there can be this certain vibe I've seen a few people talk about it of how it seems like everything's already been done. And I do think to an extent, when it comes to these this very fast-paced, oh, you're gonna blow up overnight, you're gonna go viral overnight, whether it be on a specific video, a song, it can seem like everything's been done, but I do think real things, real content, people with actual real skill who actually have like a strong message, basically people who aren't just here like I don't know, to go viral or for whatever. To be famous, it's like those people are gonna last. If you're just only following trends or you only want people to follow you based on how you look or what you have, it's like 
that just gets old really fast. You know, there's not a lot of real deep meaning behind that. So if you want longevity, it's like you're going to have to provide something else. And same goes for people who go viral. I've seen a lot of people talking about specific music artists who blow up on TikTok for one song and all of a sudden they're being thrown into all these performances, these concerts, headlining shows, but then it's like they just fizzle out really quickly. I think that's just so true for all areas of life, not just social media, but you know, relationships, something that's gonna burn really bright at first is probably gonna fizzle out soon after. Fad diets, you know, you could lose however many pounds in like a month or even a couple weeks, but then it's like, you're probably just gonna gain it all back versus if you do the slow and steady, you know, actually putting the time in and making those lifestyle changes, building that foundation to support whatever goals you have, like that's what's going to last. And it can be hard to stick to that in, in any regard, whether you're trying to grow on social media, whether you're trying to, whether you have specific fitness goals because of social media, because we have low-key like, unrealistic expectations of like what life is supposed to look like like oh they did this so quickly or oh it seems like everything's coming together for this person but bitch it can be so hard to forget but everyone is only posting their highlights and most people people who are heavy on social media are to some extent trying to portray their life in a way that maybe they wish it was even if someone was being so honest and real it's like you still never know what's going on in someone's life fully you don't you could know someone in real life be friends with them you're still not gonna completely know what's going on with them you know so that's why it's best to just stay in your own lane focus on your yourself put yourself first and i think when you do that like when you really practice self-love cutting out the bullshit focusing on healing no matter how painful it may be that's when good things start to happen because you're aligned with yourself. Okay, this is like really random, but have you guys ever had plum vinegar? I don't know if it's used in sushi. I'm craving that so bad right now, or like pickled plums. I don't know why I'm suddenly like craving that so bad. Sometimes when you crave, okay, I'm sure not everyone craves pickle juice when they're dehydrated, but I know for myself, whenever I'm craving pickle juice, it usually means that I'm dehydrated and I'm actually craving electrolytes. So maybe I'm like dehydrated, but I don't think so. I drink water. I'm craving the plum vinegar. So I do feel like there is kind of that shift that's been happening. And especially when it does come to the Kardashians, I do feel like a lot of people are kind of over it. I was seeing messages or not messages, videos when Kim and Pete broke up about, you know, how a lot of people just didn't really care. I've talked about this before over the past few months, but I just feel like, especially because the pandemic, you know, events really change society and culture and trends. And I just feel like a lot of people are prioritizing just other things. People want real shit. We don't want to feel like, oh, you're flaunting your wealth. You don't really care. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So something I wanted to talk about today that kind of relates to that 
is an Alexis Wren interview I saw by Style Like You on YouTube. They interview women and the women are sitting on a stool like in front of a plain backdrop. They're usually talking about things like body image and you know more sensitive subjects, vulnerable subjects. And as the interview goes on, they're like removing their clothing and their accessories and stuff until they're down to their underwear. And it's a very like non-sexualized, like it's a very like safe space type vibe vulnerability etc it's not like predator vibes at least i hope it's not that's not how it comes across <laughs> so alexis wren was in one and i was like omg because she was just such an iconic figure of like my formative years you know 2014 2015 2016 like during the whole vegan movement as well i'm not sure if she was ever vegan but she was just like the poster girl of that beachy tan blonde skinny oh my god goals you're traveling you're going to bali you're going to hawaii all of these really amazing exotic tropical places you're eating fruit bowls oh my god it looks like you have the perfect relationship like she was so many people's goals and i just remember there would always low-key be speculation about like you know why is she so skinny is this relationship actually real so this was the first interview i'd ever seen with her i think it felt like almost closure because she just talked a lot about that time of her life where she was so famous on social media and what was actually going on behind the scenes as far as dealing with an eating disorder dealing with the fact that her mom had passed away the toxic modeling industry and how she was always told to lose weight having panic attacks and anxiety attacks from you know unhealed trauma i watched the interview i think as i was doing my makeup or something so i wasn't like looking at the comments i thought it was a really good interview but then i read the comments and people were like pissed people were saying things like oh she's just doing this for pr like if you go on her instagram it looks the same as it did before you know she's still skinny posting her body she's still a model whatever i think she does more acting now too and she, i remember she was talking about that in the interview like modeling is all about looking perfect and pretty but then you know usually looking good whatever the whatever maybe whatever then acting is very much not that and so kind of transitioning to that i just felt like it was a really real interview it sounds like she's learned a lot i think she talked about going to therapy it definitely seemed like she had but yeah reading the comments i was a little surprised it's not like all the comments were like that in fact most of the top comments were defending her but as you scroll down and you like a lot of the comments were like oh my god this is just so fake so i posed the question are women to blame for upholding beauty standards i think this is a really tricky question and i feel like there's a lot of layers to it you do have a large following especially the level that she is at slash especially when sh that she was at back in the day you do know that people are going to look to you for inspiration or you know, you are going to be people's goals. and like, oh my God, I want what she has. I want to live like that. I want a body like that. I think overall, my answer is no. When I think of like body standards, it comes from a very patriarchal place of like women basically need to look good to men, to appeal to men. And we need to be small and shrink ourselves and not be, and not take up too much space. And especially when you're young, she's only a year older than me i think or she's about maybe she's two years older than me like she's about to turn 26 so she was young as fuck during that time too and especially losing your mom like i'm not trying to defend her but it's not like oh yeah miss alexis run just woke up one day and decided i'm going to become i'm gonna change the body standard and whatever it's like that already existed before her and it just really 
sounds like she was surrounded by a lot of adults who were not really putting her on the right path as well as a boyfriend that was not so it's like do we blame the individual you know what i mean it's like when i talk about plastic surgery it's like it's like it's not the individual's fault there's patriarchal societies faults but then it's like okay if you have a large following and you're maybe doing unhealthy things to keep yourself looking how you look or maybe oh my god this is a classic if you get a bbl don't tell anybody about it and then start promoting your workout plan selling workouts become a personal trainer and tell people it's natural like i think that's unethical i just think that as a whole if we just didn't put so much value and emphasis onto women's looks it wouldn't be an issue in the first place. So that's not to say we can't critique women, especially women who are celebrities and or have large followings, but I think at the core of it, it's not like I'm going to personally hold them responsible for everything. And I think just bringing it back to ourselves, we just have to be careful almost of who we follow. And again, like follow people who are actually contributing something to your life and everyday routine. If you're following someone because they have the body you want and that's pretty much it, that's not going to really spark a lot of self-love as you see their posts on your feet every day or spark creativity or joy or inspiration. Like You're probably just going to go away from looking at that feeling shitty. So it's almost like vote with your dollar, vote with your follow. You know, if you don't want to see that, if you don't want to invest your time, your energy, your follow into this person who you're like, mm, I don't really know about this or they make me feel shitty, then don't follow them. And yeah, I think it just all really comes down to patriarchy and these unrealistic expectations that we have for women. In the book Communion by Bell Hooks, she talks about this, um, just about body image and self-love and how we really do need to start with ourselves. And I talked about this last week, I think, but... Just the interview she gave of like the mother coming to her asking for advice like oh what do i do about my daughter who just like really doesn't seem to love herself or her body and then she asked the mother like well how's your body image and the mom the mom gets like uncomfortable so it's like we need to really start with ourselves and it's fucking hard and that's why a lot of people like it's not just this easy thing you know and that's why a lot of people uphold beauty standards especially if you have a large following it's kind of like this this um never-ending cycle because okay you're conventionally attractive or whatever you gain some followers but then you're exposed to more people and more opinions so you have this image to maintain and if you change in the slightest if you gain weight or i feel like that's the main thing we see in media especially growing up in the 2000s that was always on the cover of tabloids unflattering zoomed in pictures of celebrities at the beach you know what I'm talking about. Not even celebrity, like celebrity women specifically. Oh my God, she gained 20 pounds. Remember when Kim K was first pregnant and people body shamed the fuck out of her? Like she's literally pregnant. Like you shouldn't be doing that regardless, but she's pregnant. So then you're more focused on being perfect because since you're exposed to more voices and opinions, it's like, oh my God, I don't want them to say anything negative about me. Like, I don't want to, I don't want them to think I'm not actually this person I've created. So the expectations become more unrealistic. You get work done. You don't disclose it. You go on an unhealthy diet. You don't disclose it because it's like, I just need to uphold this, you know, this image. But yeah, so it's like we, I feel like do have the choice of whether or not we want to continue that but yeah it's not like you can just tell someone like well just stop just heal just don't like you know people have to like 
want to change for themselves. And that just goes into so many other things as well. That's applicable to so many other facets of life. So yeah, start with ourselves, educate ourselves, be selective of who we follow, who we invest energy into. And I think education is just key, like understanding what's going on, understanding, okay, this person's making money off their looks. They literally, that's their job is to look good. It's unrealistic. And that in itself, I think, is a form of self-love because we can, when we can see something for what it is, we can like understand it and we don't have to internalize it. So I think I've talked about that before too, but it's almost like you learn a lot about how to spot a narcissist. The next time someone tries to pull some shit on you, you're going to be able to recognize it. Like, oh, that's this, that's this red flag, or that's this trait, or this is what they're doing, you know? So knowledge is power, and knowledge is ultimately self-love. Because when we can recognize scams, we don't have to partake in them, and we don't have to, like, again, internalize it and, like, compare ourselves, like, oh my god, why are they so perfect? They have it all. It's like, bitch, most people don't. And I feel like the the more I learn about, I don't know, psychology and mental health, as well as just different social systems that we have in our society. It's like you just kind of realize how many people are just, oh my god, ew, this sounds like so fake deep. I'm, I promise I, I don't mean it to sound like that. But you just kind of realize like how, and I also don't mean this to sound like condescending. And I'm not saying I'm perfect and I have it all figured out. Disclaimer. But it's just like you kind of realize how many people are struggling, you know, and most people don't have it all in the sense of inner peace and true just connection to themselves and like they know how to communicate and like process their emotions and like most people don't have that. And so it's like, why would I want to be you? Because the external shit really doesn't matter. And we see that, bro. We see Khloe Kardashian crying every episode, you know, or not crying. <laughs> people crying for her. Alexis Ren crying in that interview. Can't compare yourself to anybody you could literally quote unquote have it all and still be fucking struggling. So it's just so important to stay in your own lane, focus on your own journey because it is the internal shit that matters the most. We all have our own fucked up shit that we've gone through and like trauma and just like shit we need to unlearn. We all have shit we need to unlearn, bitch, because we all grew up in this society, you know? So it's like, I'm just going to focus on what I can do and create the best inner world that I can and therefore it will be reflected in my outer world and like that's the kind of shit that I respect like if someone's actively working on themselves actively educating themselves about just the fuckery of this culture of this society of this country that's something I look up to and respect not how fat is your ass (laughs) How skinny are you? How good do you look? How many followers do you have? How much money do you have? What, like, how goals does your relationship look like? It's like, bro, all of that shit, and especially with social media, we just see time and time again, people lie, people contrive certain images, people just lie so much about that shit. And even if they're not necessarily lying, it's like they could still be struggling on the inside. So that's why it's like, bitch, be grateful. Oh my god, I. Tell people to be grateful is not good advice, but it's just like, (laughs) just be grateful you're yourself and not dealing with someone else's fucked up shit. No, but it's like, you really just have to like focus on what you need to focus on. Heal yourself. Make your inner world a safe, happy place or even just a safe place, you know, to feel everything. And 
I feel like that's like low-key the key to life. And it's just so hard because it's like we're just told like time and time again. I'm sure there's an instance, multiple instances every day where it's like, no, you need to be like this. No, this is what you need to focus on. No, this is what you need to look like. This is the path your life needs to take. And so it can be very hard to like fully feel that and like get that. Do the little shits, do a journal, do a little unfollow sesh of people on IG that aren't really, or on all social medias of people who aren't really serving your best interest and like read a book. I don't know. Yeah, let me know your thoughts on that. I feel like that's a lot of topics in one. Um, but yeah, if you're out here working on yourself, bitch, I applaud you because shit's hard and we're not really set up to succeed in that way, you know, because like Bell Hook said, I don't remember exactly word for word. And I returned the book. Oh, I need to buy it. But society likes us, especially women, when we are hurt, when we're insecure, when we don't have shit working out for us, when, when we need reassurance, when we need help. This society does not do well when we are confident, when we practice self-love, when we have our shit together, and when we say no to bullshit, you know? It's because then like all the scams start to disintegrate. So let's disintegrate those scams and practice self-love today. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I low-key planned on talking about the Adam LaFuck situation of him cheating on his GF wife, whatever, with that girl on TikTok, and then everyone coming forward with all the DMs he's been in. But I just feel like so much... I feel like that news is over. Um, I really liked what, I will say this though, I really liked what Emily Ratajkowski had to say about it on TikTok. You know, why are we still blaming women when men are the ones cheating? And how there's so often like that power imbalance like there was in this case. If you have an older man, he's like 20 years older than this girl. He's more in control. He has the power, he has the money. He's like an established celebrity. Yeah, bitch, that's a power imbalance. And just seeing so many people online blame the girl like oh you're a homewrecker it's like have you never been manipulated before and i don't know the full story even like if it's if she completely was not manipulated at all it's still just like that vibe of fucking society yes a man with good social currency of being rich and famous and whatever giving you compliments on how you look and giving you that attention that's gonna feel good i feel like especially just the vibe of like oh it's a celebrity like it doesn't matter i want the experience you know there's just so many reasons why a woman would go along with that and i feel like it takes someone very strong in themselves <laughs> to say no to that you know because yeah i feel like more women are gonna say no if it's like just a fucking random who has a gf I mean, it fucking depends. Society thrives when we're insecure because someone who is more insecure, it's gonna feel all the more rewarding when a man, you know, is complimenting you, making you feel good, like giving you that attention, especially when he is a celebrity or rich or just in a position of power, you know, that's gonna feel good. So instead of just like writing it off, like, oh my God, she's just like a slut. It's like, 
there's just so much going on and i'm not saying like she was in the right but i just feel like there's just this theme of women always wanting to blame the woman and not the man so i'm just a little sick of seeing that um or just that vibe of like like let's just bring it down to a smaller scale you getting a hey girly text hey girly i'd appreciate it if you'd stop talking to my boyfriend you fucking slut ass whore you know it's like why don't you talk to your man about that and men are such liars like oh yeah like that's just my cousin i just live at her house oh yeah that's my girl but we like we've been going through it we're about to break up we're actually on a break right now you know like they're so like sneaky and liars <laughs> guys like that so to not even acknowledge that any of that could be possible and just again going right to the blaming the woman oh she's just a homewrecker it's like you're just you sound stupid or even like well they're both to blame they are not equally both to blame one person is in the relationship is older is more powerful they're not equally to blame and so often people just want to blame the woman fully so it's like shut up like it just annoyed me so much so that's all i'm gonna say about that um, but it was just a little astounding, especially on Emily Ratajkowski's TikTok about it. I, like, fully agreed with everything she said. Just the amount of people, like, arguing with her in the comments or, like, disagreeing fully, like, harshly. It was, like, y'all, like, people just, like, don't use their fucking brains. Like, <laughs> So, anyway, let me know your thoughts on that, on the whole subject um, and on the specific situation, too, I guess. But, yeah, here we have a man who's clearly not faithful. So many more women came forward after that initial video was posted. And I think it's hilarious. And I do love that side of social media. And I do love the direction that we're headed just as women, you know, where we want to expose the man. Period. You should always want to expose the man. The more that we do that, the more that they know they can't get away with that shit. And hopefully they will change or either be left to die alone with no valuable relationships in their life because they can't open up to one another and if they don't have us then they really have no one to open up to and they're either gonna have to get with the program or just be fucking miserable forever and tweet about how no one cares about them sorry just a little like passion i wanted to give some of my and the thoughts on communion by bell hooks again i unfortunately returned the book from the library but i did um take pictures of some pages that really stood out to me so this is towards the end of the book um more than 90 percent of straight women found emotional relationships with men disappointing because of male refusal to share thoughts and feelings women loving women surveyed in the report stated that they found their relationships satisfying because there was consistent mutual communication over 90 percent and then she talks about um i didn't take a picture of this but basically <laughs> choosing to be alone is better than feeling alone emotionally in a relationship certainly we hear more about the shortage of available men than we do about the huge numbers of men women turn away because these men are so emotionally shut down and it is impossible to have a conversation with them let alone a long-term relationship granted most heterosexual women try again and again to entice men to do the work of self-healing and self-love so that the promise of true love can be fulfilled. But most men are just simply comfortable with the status quo, or they lack the courage to go through, the, through pain to the space of healing that would enable them to be mature, loving adults. Growth usually means that we have to experience suffering, and plenty of men want to avoid emotional pain at all costs. And then I believe this was in the very last chapter, 
But she says, women who have suffered much heartache and still long to love is a testament to love's power. It should give young women hope to know that many of their female elders who had given up on love when we were younger now return to love to reclaim, rediscover, remake, and rejoice. We have learned how to distinguish real love from the fantasy of being rescued. Erica Jong describes this well in the autobiographical autobiographical essay Pathfinder, confessing, Until my late 40s, I honestly believed in a gut way that somewhere there was a man, better than the one I have, who had the power to transform my life. That romantic dream of rescue is powerly seductive to many women, the fantasy of the all-powerful parents who will take care of you forever. The greatest freedom I have now is that I no longer believe that anyone else can save my life. As women truly love ourselves, a lesson many of us do not learn until midlife, though it should not be that way, we see how easy it is to save ourselves, to choose our own salvation. One day that world will be utterly changed and young females will find the path to love early in life. Now it is still the case that many of us come to love through suffering that awakens us and demands we take a deeper look at our life. So I stay true to what I said earlier. When, the more we recognize scams, the better our lives are because we don't have to put up with the bullshit. Like the scam of, oh my God, I'm going to find my prince. He's going to save me. My life is going to be perfect. I want to be in just this fairy tale romance. It's like, babe, that man just wants someone to cook and clean for him. And he does not want to emotionally connect with you and does not see you as a true equal partner most of the time. He sees you as someone to satisfy his sexual needs. So if we can realize that, learn that, overcome that and as she says choose our own salvation then we are just so much more likely to find love that is truly meaningful and i think that is true love and not this you know fantasy unrealistic like what the fuck i need to be saved and bitch no i do not so that's all i'm gonna talk about today i'm so excited to start this new bell hooks book so next episode i will be talking about that let me know if there's anything specific you want me to talk about, and I can't wait to hear your thoughts. Join the Discord if you want to have some nice girly chats on our day-to-day, and let me know your thoughts on anything in a comment below or DM me. Love to have discussions on my IG story with y'all. Thank you so much for listening, and I will be in touch next week. Love you guys.